0: And I was chatting with my dad and was like, wow, like this has just been absolutely crazy, but we're doing it. We are pulling this off. We are making this happen. And this day is going to be amazing. And as we're sitting in the parking lot with our freshly baked chocolate croissants about to go back to our Airbnb, there is a loud crunch. You guys, you can't make this up. That morning in the parking lot of a bakery, I was hit in our rental car by a frickin' delivery truck. Welcome to The Wedding Plan. My name is Tyler Spire, and I am a luxury event planner based in Santa Barbara, California. This podcast is where I share behind the scenes adventures from the picture perfect events we produce, as well as advice for running your own creative business. Fellow event professionals, small business owners, and those of you who love to throw a good party, you are welcome here. As many of you know, I am a destination wedding planner. We go all over the world producing weddings and events. And we do, you know, the planning, design, and florals. And it's this really amazing experience to be able to produce beauty in various locations across the globe. And so this year, we had a beautiful destination wedding in Provence, down right outside of Aix-en-Provence in the south of France. And it was a dream come true. Bringing this design to life, this wedding to life for such an amazing couple and all of their amazing family members and friends, like really was a highlight of my 2023 wedding season. And uh, like any wedding we do, but especially with this wedding, you know, the, the final design, the photos, the videos, the experience for the guests was absolutely amazing. And the things we had to do. To pull it off were uh, pretty dang crazy. And so what I want to share with you today is the real story behind the time me and my team went to France. So it all started obviously long before uh, the wedding weekend. Our team was gearing up. We had been planning uh, for about a year uh, to produce this wedding We lined up the venue, lined up the vendors, sent all the final confirmations, everything is coming together, and you know, as a business owner, I really believe in crafting the life and career and business that I want to have, and something that's important to me is being able to have my children see the work that we do and understand hard work and kind of be a part of this adventure, not just on the sidelines. And so my wife and I made the decision that I would be able to take our oldest, our 10-year-old, to France with me, uh, not to work the wedding, uh, but to go with me, stay with the team. And then she and I had a little daddy-daughter time in Paris right after, which was really special. And then while I was working, my dad actually came on the trip as well my mom is actually my longest standing employee she has been a part of tyler spire events since the very first wedding she's been around for 14 years obviously a lot longer than that in my life uh, and i love her and i love having her on the team and so since she was coming to france as well my dad was tagging along with her so it was perfect while my mom and i were working my dad would have my daughter they would be all set everything would be all good and, uh, you know, as, as planning in any location, we hadn't been at this particular venue before in this exact location before, you know, there were challenges in the planning process and things that we had to figure out and overcome. And, uh, you know, there's language barriers and things and all sorts of things that just come up in the normal process of planning a destination event. But you guys, it was the week before we had made it. We're ready to go. Everyone has their plane tickets and the suitcases are packed and itemized. And I intentionally spread out inventory between the different suitcases we were bringing just in case one got lost so that nothing would be like material. And we were ready to go. It is the morning of our flight out of LA heading to Paris. And I woke up, looked at my phone, and the very first thing I see is a notification that my flight has been canceled. And so, you know, I like took a deep breath. I was like, okay, good thing between Paris and LA. There's a lot of flights. I can hop on another flight. I'm going to get there. You know, we always leave a few days early for a destination event. This is going to be great. We got this. And so uh, within, you know, 30 minutes, our flight, uh, our airline had put us on another flight. And uh, it was a few hours later, but it all was going to work out and looked pretty good. And, you know, the optimist in me was like, hey, you know, every trip has one negative thing that happens. And if it's happening right now, that's perfect We're crossing it off the list and getting it done. And you guys, little did I know what we were in for. So my daughter and I get to LAX, we check our bags, all the bags, our own personal bags, and then multiple bags for the wedding as well. Uh, You know, we get some dinner and we go hop on our flight, which is now going to be an all night flight. Uh, We get on the flight and I'm like, we're going to get a good night's sleep. This is going to be great. And we notice that the airplane is really warm. And I actually said something to the flight attendant and was like, hey, like it feels really warm, just making sure that you know the AC is gonna be on. And uh, well guys, long story short, we took a transatlantic flight with suboptimal slash not working AC. It was so hot. My daughter and I were like totally sweating and then we were asking the stewardesses for water and they were like only giving us these tiny cups of water because everyone was asking for water because they were so hot and they were starting to run out of water. It was like a big deal, quite the ordeal Um, and quite miserable. I think we slept, you know, like 20 minutes the whole time because it was so abnormally warm on the plane. We land in Paris a little bit disgruntled and tired, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, like we made it. That was a long, you know, 10 hours, but we're here, let's go. And then we sat on the tarmac for over an hour. And now granted, it's France in the summer. It was over 100 degrees outside and the AC on the plane was not really working, so it was so hot. So now we're sitting on the tarmac, super hot, and there was nowhere for us to pull up to uh, for a gate to, you know, go through. We had to go through customs, then we had to hop on a hopper flight and head down to Marseille. So we sit on the tarmac, and eventually people on the plane are just getting frustrated, and you know, you could tell everybody's getting a little bit restless, and they announced that they were unable to bring us to a gate. But they'll get us off the plane if we climb down this kind of like makeshift ladder staircase and hop on a bus. And they're going to bus us to somewhere in the terminal uh, so none of us miss our connecting flights. So we get on this bus, you guys, and are taken across Charles de Gaulle Airport and end up in this random remote area of the airport where we have to go through customs to hop on our hopper flight. I'm already feeling a little on edge, my daughter's feeling a little on edge, she's holding it together, she's being brave, we've had you know, quite the travel day already, and the customs line was slower than molasses in January. Friends, I am telling you that the person working that line, the one human working that line to get everyone through from multiple pli- flights, the one person working to get everyone through from multiple flights was like freaking Mr. Bean in Love Actually when he is packaging up the jewelry. You know, you all know that scene and the the husband is like trying to sneak the jewelry and Mr. Bean is like slowly but surely putting in the little Christmas confetti and then the bow and it's just taking forever and the guy's trying to be like really quick and sneaky and it's not working. Well, let me tell you, This particular customs agent, God bless his soul, was so slow. Every passport. Oh, you're from X, Y, or Z. Welcome. And then he would like check his phone, talk to a friend, and then turn around and do the next thing. I was just like literally about to burst a blood vessel uh, sitting there as I'm watching the clock tick. And boom, our connector flight. We've missed it we finally get through customs my daughter at this point was like so hungry and tired we got some food and uh turns out our connector flight we actually didn't miss it we got all the way to the gate and it had been delayed i'm like perfect meant to be this has been the travel day from hell but we're gonna make this flight we're gonna get there and we're gonna produce an amazing wedding we take the connector flight we land in Marseille. It is now almost 11 at night. We were supposed to arrive much earlier in the day and have really a whole day to get settled into the Airbnb and do all the things we needed to do. But now it's really late at night and we go to baggage claim. And friends, every single one of my suitcases was gone. On this day of travel, there was an international baggage crisis and apparently a big software glitch caused hundreds upon hundreds of suitcases to be lost. Almost everyone on our flight didn't have their suitcases. And when, when we got into Marseille and actually were connecting with wedding guests and things like that, several of the guests didn't have their bags as well. It was quite the ordeal. Uh, so anyways, all the suitcases are gone. I'm like at this point now, really like nervous. You know, we planned on maybe one going missing or something happening, but all of them, that was, that was pretty intense. We run across the airport, get our rental car because the rental car agency's about to close at this point, get to the Airbnb and settle in. I get on my computer, I file a claim, and then I finally got on the phone with someone and I'm told all of my luggage will be returned to me by midnight the next day. I'm like, this is great. We are here in France. We are at this beautiful Airbnb. Our team is here. We are in good spirits. The weather is beautiful. The couple has arrived. We're gonna produce this amazing wedding. It's gonna be amazing. The bags will arrive. We spent that day going to the farmer's market to get flowers for the welcome dinner and looking at local shops and just really exploring and having fun. Made some really fun memories with my daughter. And uh, made some memories with my mom, like grabbing candles and vases and all the things we needed to produce the wedding. And it was a really special day. And that night we had a team dinner with a private chef uh, just to appreciate the team and celebrate this accomplishment of being in France and producing this wedding. And the whole time I'm like, great, my suitcases will be here by midnight. So we're finishing up the last course of this amazing meal and we see the lights of a car coming through and I'm like, this is our suitcases, this is it. And uh, I head outside and the gentleman delivering the suitcases hands me one suitcase. And I look him in the eye and I'm like, where are the rest? And he's like, this is all I was given, this is what you have, one suitcase. That suitcase contained some clothing, but none of the wedding supplies we needed to bring this wedding to life. And you know, this is the, the first moment of the you know whole trip where my brain started going in circles really fast. Because if I would have known I was not getting all my suitcases, I would have spent this entire day problem solving because it was a buffer day that's why we booked it we always on a destination about have one to two to three days as buffer time to problem solve whatever we need to do to adjust for jet lag things like that and my buffer day i spent relaxing because i was told everything would be here it wasn't So, uh, get a kind of fitful night of sleep that night. And the next morning I'm on the phone with the airline. We figure out, okay, like the bags at least have been located, but they're probably not going to make it in time for the wedding. Uh, and so that was a real bummer moment. But, uh, as our team does, we sat down together and we problem solved and we came up with a plan and one group of our team went driving around the South of France. We have some connections. So they'd given us some ideas on where we could get some of the supplies we needed. And they went driving around trying to find all the supplies we needed for florals, for install and, uh, welcome bags and the things that we had in our suitcases. And then, uh, me and another small team went to the venue to get started on production. We arrived to the venue and we have uh, the basement of the venue set aside for us to be able to do florals. Uh, But uh, without naming any names, a certain international soccer team or football team had been staying at the venue and their transportation was delayed. So they were camping out in the cellar where we were supposed to be doing flowers. And we were told that they would be done within like an hour or two. Friends, they did not leave for six hours. And this was our space to be working to produce this wedding, to start, you know, floral production, menu sorting, candles, all the things. So we were in a stairwell, a small stairwell in a chateau, barely any room. I think we're talking like 10 by 10, like 100 square feet. And there's three of us in there, like sorting candles and sorting menus and getting things ready. And then all the flowers arrive. Which, they're right on time. Thank goodness we had a delivery on time. But the room we needed to store all the flowers was not available. So all of the flowers went outside near this stone wall in the shade. And we were artfully putting them all wherever we could to keep it super cool. Because the sun in Provence is very hot in the summer. And uh, so those flowers were moved around from place to place in the shade. Obviously as experts in the field of floral design we knew how to take care of them we knew what to do but it was still you know a lot moving flowers around and in the meantime uh we get our team members back with supplies and they had not been able to source most of the items we needed because when you're in the south of France there's not like a giant floral warehouse where you can just go get any supplies you need most of those things are coming from like a major city and being shipped in or driven in and so uh but we got really creative uh we used like a mixture of like garden wire and electrical tape and toothbrush holders and tupperware no joke to make the bases for some of our floral arrangements And uh, we did find some beautiful French silk ribbon and we figured out how to make all the welcome bag stuff work, but uh, our team had to really problem solve to make that happen. Um, So now we're starting floral production. We finally get access to the basement. We have the flowers. We have some supplies that we can make work. Definitely not what we were planning on having, but stuff that we can at least use to bring this vision to life. And we get started on the flowers exactly seven hours later than originally planned. It was a long night, but we pulled it off as we always do. The welcome party was amazing. It just like gave me goosebumps The just from the lighting to the family style dinner to the farmer's market flowers. I mean, it was just absolutely beautiful and everybody was super happy. And I remember that night just feeling so proud. And the next morning, uh, the day of the wedding, I woke up just feeling so proud and excited to bring this wedding to life. And my dad and I woke up and we went to the bakery uh, to go get the team chocolate croissants in the morning to kind of send everybody off on a nice positive note as we go out to the wedding. And I was chatting with my dad and was like, wow, like this has just been absolutely crazy, but we're doing it. We are pulling this off. We are making this happen. And this day is going to be amazing. And as we're sitting in the parking lot with our freshly baked chocolate croissants about to go back to our Airbnb, there is a loud crunch. You guys, you can't make this up. That morning in the parking lot of a bakery, I was hit in our rental car by A frickin' delivery truck. A big old box truck backed into the back of our rental car, crunched, we all got jolted, and then we get out, and of course the driver doesn't speak any English, we're trying to communicate, we're trying to take photos of the damage, and also, I've just flown halfway across the world to produce a wedding and I need to be on site in 30 minutes. So you can imagine that stress in that moment, And uh, how my head and neck and back were feeling in that moment. Uh, But can't make it up, guys. We got the information. We went back and, yes, did the whole wedding that day. The wedding was amazing. It went beautifully. And we sort of have a joke on our team, especially for me. Like At the end of a wedding or the next morning, I'm always like, man, like I feel like I was hit by a truck. And you guys, at this wedding... I actually was hit by a truck. And uh, we pulled it off. We did it. And now I also want to be very clear. I am not advocating for every person that gets hit by a truck to still show up to work. My dad happens to be an emergency room physician. And so I was with a doctor. I was in good hands. And I did make a fine choice for the moment we were in. Uh, But that was pretty amazing. And I think that is just scratching the surface of all the things that happen behind the scenes at a wedding. But I want to share this. Because... What separates a wedding vendor or artist from someone who is good to someone who is really great is not how we do when things are going smoothly. Because when things are going smoothly, we can all thrive. For me, the real test of how a vendor is and will perform, the test of their character, the test of their caliber, the test of their art, is how are they behaving and carrying themselves when everything is going wrong? If you are a professional in the services industry and you are listening to this, I want you to think about that. When everything is going wrong, are you contributing to the chaos or are you solution-oriented? Are you becoming negative Or are you staying positive when your supplies don't arrive, when things aren't working out? Are you making a bigger problem? Or are you using electrical tape, random garden wire and Tupperware to freaking make it happen? Because whether we like it or not, and whether we can control what's happening around us or not, the wedding is still happening. And that couple is still getting married. And we have the opportunity to make magic happen against all the odds. And as I look back on this past year, and I think about some of the moments I'm most proud of, I have several. But let me tell you, the way me and my team handled that situation in Provence is one of my most proudest moments of my entire career. Because you guys, it was hard. And there were moments of that weekend Where in my head, I was like, I don't know what we're going to do here. But we didn't let that derail the entire weekend. We were brave. We were resourceful. We were positive. We were relentlessly positive. Because it could have been really easy to just let that ruin the whole trip. And we did not. And the design came to life. It was absolutely incredible. The clients were really happy. And I am so proud of how that went. So, anyways, just wanted to share that with you guys. There's always a little bit of chaos behind the magic. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you guys again in a couple weeks. Moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is to we'll get older, older. So that us stands the side way. got